You are listening to the Life Is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinions Podcast, produced by Charles Andrews, with your host, best-selling author. Identify yourself, Carlos, Carlos Wallace. Hi, we better get you on Life Is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinion Podcast. And I got my nieces with me today, the Jack sisters. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good. Good, 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 man. Hey, don't, don't, don't tighten up now. Good. Hey, don't, don't tighten. Especially you, Zoe. You, this, you record all the time, so don't get nervous now. You done sang in front of millions. <laughs> man, so uh, tell my listeners, Zoe, we're going to start with Zoe. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Zoe Jack. I am a singer-songwriter. I am a vocal teacher, uh, the founder of Zoja Vocal Academy. Uh, I'm a student at Texas Southern University and at HCC for the summer. Um, I'm a big sister. Oh, well, yeah, I'm a big sister. I'm a little sister. I'm um, a cousin. <laughs> Not a mother, but I'm just, I'm everything. I'm every bit of a black woman, a phenomenal black woman. So, yeah. How old? How old? That's I a- am 20. Well, I'll be 21 on Sunday, June 2nd. So, currently 20, but I'll be 21 in a few days. That's a lot packed into 20 years. <laughs> All right, Alex, your turn. Um, I'm Alexandria Jack. Um, everybody know me as Alex. Um, I am a recent graduate of the University of Houston. I majored in PR and uh, business. I own a um, communications firm and I'm a real estate agent. I work full time uh, and I live on my own and all of the above. Um, I definitely um, like to spend my time cooking. That's my biggest thing. That's That's how I ended up getting into what I get into now. And I'm 28 years old. I just turned 28 in March. Okay, you said living on my own and all that good stuff. You want to say living on my own and grown? I mean, I, it might not be grown. Cause <laughs> I watch <a> <laughs> hey, it ain't nothing wrong with cartoons. I, I listen. I tell people uh, I watch Judge Judy every day uh, and all the court shows. Man, I can tell you what time they come on. And, and, when the, the and, and when they end, I go to YouTube and watch <laughs> watch some more. The piece, man, why you watch all that stupid stuff? TV is entertainment. It is. That's what I watch it, it for. Can't like, take it seriously. No, I I'm not there to try to learn anything. Because listen, the, the, the network you watch it, they going to say what the sponsors tell them to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm not there for that. No, I don't need to be programmed. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm good on that. No. You know, if I want to learn something, I open a book. You know? <laughs> yep. Or listen to my favorite podcast, right. you know, yeah, mine. Right. But anyway, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Zoe, you said you mentioned singer songwriter. So yeah. I know what it is you do, and 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 how long you've been doing it. But I want you to share with the people. Um, tell them a little bit about it. Okay, so uh, I've been singing since the age of two. Professionally, I've been singing since the age of eight, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my first gospel concerts uh, at the age of 14. Uh, I've been on two tours, a personal tour and another tour with the amazing Kirk Whalum, who is a jazz saxophonist. Um, He's world renowned, he's amazing, he's like an uncle to me. Um, What else have I done? Uh, I just, I really just sing. Any opportunity that I get to sing, I sing. Um, whether it be in the shower or in front of people, <laughs> um, that's really all I know. What else have I done singing? I've I've done a lot. 
Yeah. But yeah. Well, you you mentioned you've been doing it since two, so it's pretty safe to say you've known for a long time. Yes. That's what you wanted to do. So yes. you, you you basically took your passion and made it your paycheck. Yes. Absolutely. When people can do that, it's you never work a day in your life. Because yeah, you just enjoy it. Now, Alex, you I know you work in PR and, and you own a PR firm. So do you handle her PR? Um, I have. I actually, my company actually put on a charity event back in December mm-hmm. um, to push Zoe's um, Christmas single with Kurt Whalum again to put it back out into the open again. Mm-hmm. Um, but every chance I get, I'm always... Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do that. Do this with your social media. Different stuff like that. Since school is finally over, I have a few more classes to go. I haven't gotten full time mm-hmm. with working with Zoe, but definitely I try to stay watching what she's doing and Zoe, don't post that uh, stuff like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but just kind of yeah. working the PR image consulting and then uh, just trying to come up with different ways to bring back some of her old stuff and then eventually some new stuff will come out. Mm-hmm. So with her singing for a long, almost as long as she's been alive mm-hmm. and you being the big sister so you've had to hear it almost mm-hmm. as long as she's been alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is that what kind of made you want to go in that direction uh, with PR? Uh, no, actually, which is weird because honestly my mom is the one that always did everything so we never really, I think probably maybe this past year was the first time I really got involved with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a foodie. Food has always been my drive. So, oh, okay. um, uh, Zoe ended up coming in because when I started doing more research and getting more in depth in my classes on uh, probably like the last two, three semesters, mm-hmm. I started thinking about Zoe and my younger brother, Oliver, because um, he's in sports. Okay. So, um, different ways to try to. Um, help them and I even pick classes that would pertain to what they're doing because it, it would really be bad if they got a PR person outside the family and it didn't go so great when right. I could have did it when I could have did it for them. Right. Well, you know, and I get that a lot too with uh, people that want to handle my PR and, and I was like, dude, that's what Liz does. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, Zoe, I'll say to you, you, you're blessed with having that sister to do it because the PR person has to first care about you. You know, uh, it, it, they have to look past the financial gain and the benefit Absolutely. and care about you as a person first. Absolutely. Because if they don't, you know, you'll tank out and they'll just go to the next client, right. you know. But if they actually care about you, uh, it'll make for a rough Thanksgiving yeah. if your sister does. Right? <laughs> no, it, it has, though. Yes. <laughs> so so that's, that's actually a blessing, man. It's a blessing and a curse because... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things you think you might want to post, and she right there, yeah. all in your business, right. you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I feel your pain. Uh, we didn't have some, we didn't have some uh, sister moments. Oh, don't, and you better <laughs> not misspell nothing on the post. Oh, no, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Oh, Liz, man, I can misspell something. Like, how you, you in New York, and I'm in Houston. How you know, I ain't even posted it yet. <laughs> Psychic. Yeah. Right. Psychic ability. Yeah, so, no, it's, like I said, it's a blessing, uh, major. You know, to have someone that care about you as an individual more so than just an artist. Absolutely. Yeah, it goes a long way, especially with this this uh, world of social media. People can start to dislike you, and they never heard your song. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like can and I, I said all the time, man, let that artist just be an artist. You right. know, what I mean? quit right. quit trying to make them uh, community leaders. Quit trying to make them politicians. Just let them be artists. That's right. all they really want to do. People don't allow that to happen. They don't allow that 
because of the way social media is and the way that uh, the regular media is, is um, too, nothing's natural. Everything is right. so planned that they should do it this way and they should do it. And it's a lot of pressure, specifically on people like Zoe and with my younger brother Oliver, too. Sport, because yeah, yeah. sports is like very pressurized. It can determine your draft pick yes, based on so, who you are. Yeah. And so I watch. Zoe sometimes and be like, I could tell sometimes it may not be the pressure, but the influence. And I'm like, Zoe, yeah. you know, you don't have to do that. Right, right, right. Do it like that. And then we'll be recording something. And it'll be like, well, we got to do it 18 more times. And I'm, no, this is good. Let Authentic. it be natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all about being natural. Right? Correct. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, Liz and I would argue all the time about President Obama's speeches, you know, and uh, he would always, uh, uh, and, and it, like with that stutter. And she's like, man, I hate that because she's she's used to like perfect, you know, the, mm -hmm. and I said, yeah, but that's what people like about him because he's relatable. Like they, he, he make it sound like he talking to you mm -hmm. and he may have practiced that. I don't know, but it comes off as like it's authentic, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And uh, that's that's like a major uh, plus for him, especially when me, people really didn't know who he was. Right. You know what I mean? He just seemed like oh, he seemed authentic, not like your regular old politician. Nope. Right. You know, he wasn't like super polished and rehearsed and all that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, as a as a PR rep, like what would you say some of the biggest challenges? And I know social media. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always <laughs> my biggest uh, thing when it comes to my clients is social media because the first thing that they think of is. It's drama, it's family pictures, right. it's uh, people just saying anything they want to say, and then it goes into uh, all the monetary factor of it, especially when it comes to business, because they think in their mind it's all personal, mm -hmm. but in actuality it's really a business. Period. And people don't understand that it's a business, but that's probably my biggest challenge. Um, another challenge is usually people telling me, what it is. I'm the one that got the degree. Right, right, But right. it's hard to kind of communicate and PR is a form of communication. It's oh, absolutely. how you connect with your audience, how you connect with your um, stakeholders and things of that nature and people just want to be themselves mm -hmm. and that's how you should be as yourself, but connect with people. Mm -hmm. Connect with people and I think um, my biggest challenge is always going to be the business owner mm -hmm. and it's always going to be social media and business owner it's a it's a happy challenge because it's one of those things that helps somebody form into this new person um into uh somebody that they want to be but in they didn't grow up in this environment where it's not possible right and you got to help them realize hey it's possible you can do whatever you want to can't nobody stop you right and they still got in the back of the mind the abusive mama the abusive daddy <laughs> yeah. telling them you can't be nothing you ain't gonna do nothing but get pregnant stuff like that right right and you have to kind of mold it and i think my biggest challenge is sometimes even myself just kind of making sure i'm in the mindset to go in to help somebody else right right mm -hmm. yep all right so the music business, people ask me all the time why I don't manage music artists, and I tell man, it's a whole nother animal. I can I can handle comedians, and I can handle even actors and actresses and poets. Music, mm -mm, you know. So share some of the biggest challenges in music that you've you've encountered. 
Um, well, first and foremost, being a part of the music industry is very, it's, it's emotional. Mm-hmm. It's very strict um, and emotional at the same time. You have to deal with a lot of emotions because creative minds, when they get together, it's like a war zone. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've had to deal with that firsthand. Um, and not only having to deal with other people, but having to deal with yourself as well is, is, a, is a task because you're put up against so many other talents mm-hmm. and it's sometimes you know even if you don't have the the intentions to compete you know with others you know you're already placed in an arena to compete mm-hmm. if you want to be known if you want to make it you know you got to have your own sound but then you are engulfed in music that sounds the same and then you get inspired by that same sound and you make music that sounds the same and nobody cares because it sounds like like it's, right, it's a right. lot of just it's hard, right? But it's worth it, and right, it's fun, right. and uh-huh. it's 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 good to know that you know if you put yourself in something like that, you know that you can win, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't necessarily believe in competition. I believe in collabing mm-hmm. and working with others because you know once you get to the top, you know, and you drag others with you, that's only gonna push you up further. Correct. So um, I don't necessarily. I'm not a competitive talent um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very giving person when it comes to um you know my music when it comes to and, and i'm not talking about you know financially wise i'm talking about you know as far as teaching others right. and, and taking others along with you on the learning journey as far as music is concerned that's that's what i believe in um and so i think definitely dealing with yourself is the hardest thing because as a musician you have to have your own sound Mm. like i already said you have to you have to really too be independent no matter how many people you have around you right you have to be very independent because you never know who's going to take who who. because at the end of the day it is still a competition to everybody else so if somebody else is willing to pay more for you know what i'm saying and all this other stuff then you know you could lose a lot of people on your team so you have to know really too how to do a lot of things by yourself right um and yeah so it's it's a lot of challenges but the biggest one again is, is ourselves yeah the, speaking of sound the same and, and and trying to come up with like that new sound all the time mm-hmm. like jay-z said about kanye one time he said uh Kanye is like the, he's the pioneer of hip hop, you know, has been, you know, basically since he's been around because he's the guy that'll take the chance. <laughs> he's the guy that'll do something. That, he's like, imagine the the one uh, Lone Ranger that'll go to the top of the hill to see how many Indians are over the hill. Right. And he take all the arrows just to come back and say, hey man, it's a lot of them. <laughs> like, right. He's like, he said, that's Kanye. Like right. he, he's not afraid to, to jump out there and try something new. Right. And a year or two years later, you see everybody else everybody following else, right. it. And right. move, meanwhile, he's moved on to a new sound. Right. And I can appreciate that about him. Like Kanye, he, you know, I know he ain't a popular guy now. People hate him yeah. out of the booth. Right. But I appreciate his authenticity as an artist. Right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And it's just that uh, if if social media was around 20, 30 years ago, we may not have liked Michael Jackson. Probably not. Or Prince. Oh. Or, and the list goes on. You know, right. the other great. Some real personal stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, no. Yeah. All we knew was what came out of the speaker. You know what I mean? We didn't know them in, in, in all those other waves of personality. You know what I mean? Right. So, but I in, in many ways, I do feel like you guys get an unfair shake. Absolutely. Because of that, you know, hip hop rappers are the only ones that can act a fool oh, and then make their oh, stock yeah. go up. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? They're yeah. the only ones that can lie 
mm-hmm. and, and it don't matter, you know. <laughs> right. They're the only ones that's rich on the first day of the job. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you ain't, you got a single. How you got a Bugatti? Like, you know, <laughs> okay. You're lying. Cashing but, out. Yeah. yeah, but nobody nobody ever stopped to really think about that. Right. You know, they just so caught in the moment and the hook and the beat is nice. Right. You know, right. <laughs> even though the lyrics makes no sense. You can't even, you don't even understand what they say. No, no, no. Yeah, they, today, this <laughs> crazy, man. With that, I'm going I'm to take a quick break right here, man. This is, this is a good place to stop. And we're going to come back and talk about your parents. Okay. Your parents in a minute. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back with you on the Life is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast. The things students say, like, you know, man, because of this book, I didn't commit suicide. Because of this book, I can now uh, speak in public and come out of my shell. Because of this book, I'm not so worried about what other people say about me, you know, not looking for their validation. That's what means that, you know, that's what that's what touches me. Um, My favorite chapter was about not letting either your boss, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, family, anybody get in your way of being successful in whatever it is you want to do. To purchase Life is Not Complicated, you are or the other 99 times, or to download the audio versions, please visit carloswallace.com. All right, we back with you on the Life is Not Complicated. You are a strong opinion podcast with the Jack Sisters. So, uh, so... I'm a major sports fan, but I don't like not one Houston team. Everybody know that. <laughs> but I'm going to allow y'all to like who you want. Who your, who your team, man? NFL. I'm a Texans fan. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> uh, I'm from Houston. <laughs> so I'm going to support my home team first. I don't go with the folks from Houston that support Dallas. But that's me on another. That's me. Uh, <laughs> but but it might have been, I'm not from here. Yeah, you get a pass. Yeah, I've been here for a, a day or two, but uh-uh, I ain't he living in Houston. He got a find a Houston team. I can't. I can't, man. I got my reasons. I'm <laughs> now, who, 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 your favorite NFL? Um, nobody, because I don't really watch sports like that. The only thing I can say I like about football is just football in general, because my brother plays football. Um, yeah, that's my probably. significant other plays football, so it's like, yeah, I like Football, cause it's football. No particular team. No. Cause you from Houston, that's why I understand. I just watch the team <laughs> when they come on. Now, if I had to pick a team wherever Oliver going, that's that's gonna happen. That's be. that's gonna be your team. Yeah, that's he gonna going be to the Dallas. Team. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He, he we'll, going, we'll he find going, out. He going to Dallas. I need to go somewhere out west or yeah. something, so then I, I da- have to move over there. Yeah, Dallas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can't if you can't appreciate nothing about Dallas, their PR machine is a beast. Yeah, they do they do really well, especially uh, <laughs> financially. Yeah, just getting stuff financially. Everybody all over America they, buy Dallas stuff. Their marketing is amazing. Yeah, they but, but you know, uh, for I'm gonna tell you the reason I don't like the Houston teams is because they don't support their players. You know, once they retire, you see them under a bridge, homeless shelter. Yeah. You watch Cowboy t- games, you see all their retired players behind the bench. Yeah, Jerry J- he'll, he'll make up a job for them just to keep them from mm-hmm. being broke. And I can appreciate that. So it ain't just the team on the field. I appreciate the organization right. and, the, and the nucleus and the love that they have mm-hmm. that continues long after they can't play no more. Yeah, because uh, 
because I was talking to Oliver. I said, well, you ain't got to play for all those years. You know, get right. your stuff. I even put him in, uh, send him to an investment camp because at the yeah. end of the day is what you do with that money because a million dollars look real clean when oh, you see man, it on that, the check. It don't, when it get it in don't the bank lie. account, yeah, it's, it's like probably maybe $10,000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, you know, and, and like you said, that financial literacy is very important. Oh, yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. a lot of teens, they could care less, like in no, Texas, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do. I have to agree. I don't like the way they, they keep their teen how they keep up with them, but I will say, uh, Dallas, I do have to agree with that. They do have a very good um, support system mm -hmm. for their players, because you rarely see something about a Dallas player doing something. I'm gonna off. turn you to a cowboy fan. Um, now, the uh, marketing portion of it, maybe not the team. Oh, the marketing is a beast, man. <laughs> I, I, I was reading a Texas Monthly one time, and it was about the article was about what made the world fall in love with the Cowboys. Mm. And so when they first became a team, it was several things they did because it was already a team in Dallas. Mm -hmm. But their marketing was so strong they made them leave. It was Kansas City Chiefs. They mm. used to be the Dallas Texans. Mm. <laughs> and, and so they said the marketing was so like they they just overtook them mm. in in like two years. And so they was like, man, where these guys come from? They left town. But they would do things like uh, the day after a game. The owner would pick 10 or 12 players mm -hmm. and make them do phone bank. Like they would call season ticket holders and say, hey man, on third and one in the first quarter, we didn't make a touchdown. What do you think we should have done different? Like, mm -hmm. and make people think they had to say so. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's all about building a all relationship. About, that's right. And that's what um, I kind of built my business off, off of was building a relationship. I probably didn't see like my first any money probably until like this year. Right. Because it's all last year, even though I was in school, it was about building relationships. You gotta do that first, yeah. yeah. I yeah. started my business because I have, we have an older brother, mm -hmm. um, Demondrick, he's in California. We started it because um, he had a waffle shop out in San Francisco, mm -hmm. or the Bay Area. And um, the our biggest thing was just building relationships with yeah. people, understanding what your market is like. And we had people like Too Short liking our stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, we started building relationships with uh, the 49er team. Yeah, I, We had a promise for one of the team uh, members. He was coming after the season was over to come and get some waffles and ice cream. Yeah, But we had sat there and just literally all day just going in, talking to people, yeah. saying whatever we have to say. And even from a from a sports point of view and a business point of view in general, you're not building a relationship and you're looking for the money. It don't matter. It's, no, it's almost move like on you to might as well person. just move to the project. Yeah, because <laughs> somebody else will always have more money, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, somebody so, so. will always. There's always going to be an offer. But if you so. develop that relationship, that's that's bigger than money. Oh, know? yeah, because it'll last. It's the... It turns into a residual income because you're trusted. That's yep, why. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But back to the Cowboys, like when they first started, they were horrible, man. Lungs every game. And so they were the first team to have cheerleaders. Mm. And they got the cheerleaders, so whenever they start losing, they focus all their attention on the cheerleaders. Mm. <laughs> Make you not even you think about it. it. That's right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just that creativity, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, now, you mentioned that you, you're doing PR basically for the whole family. Yeah, uh, you know your siblings, <laughs> so I, it's probably safe to say that y'all parents are very influential in, in how tight you guys are. Would you say? Uh, yes, probably more now than we were growing up. Cause 
me and Zoe are seven years apart. Mm-hmm. And then me and Oliver, we like 11. And then Oliver and my older brother, they 20 years apart. Mm. So, like, we super far apart. Mm-hmm. I was reared as an only child. So was Zoe, then Oliver, probably less. But we all had our own space. Mm-hmm. Never had to share a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing like that. So when it comes to... Oliver. Oh, yeah, I forgot y'all <laughs> shared a room for yeah. a minute. But, uh, but... You know, I always been kind of on my own, mm-hmm. how it was. But really, it's always been a we still a family mm-hmm. type of deal. We just kind of take care of each other um, and build. Basically, we kind of me and Zoe, we ain't always been close. I ain't always been able to have a conversation with her until probably like she got older. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely being the oldest, even though we have an older brother, but um, being in the home as the oldest kind of been like the I was kind of like not uh what do you call it, like third parent mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the one picking up everybody from school taking them to work and everything like that so that kind of right. helped build our relationship and then of course tragedy brings people closer together too of course I yeah. absolutely absolutely wait what are you gonna say about it so I see you over there you bouncing <laughs> <laughs> no it's just we are in all different stages of our lives mm-hmm. and, and so um alex is an adult adult i'm a young adult oliver's a teenager the mundrick is with um, an old man, man. <laughs> yeah hey hey he younger he younger than i am yeah. so he, can't, <laughs> he can't be too old no 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 <laughs> he oh my we are all in different stages of our lives so we've definitely had plenty of disagreements but all in all, we all absolutely had advice for each other. Right. I we have advice each other. Absolutely. I watch my sister. My brother watches me. He watches the both of us. Mm-hmm. And um, and then our older brother looked down at us and be like, wow. And so it's just mm-hmm. like we all watch each other at the same time, no matter the difference. Because we all want each other to do well in right. life. And so um, seeing my siblings and, you know, do I'm understanding that we are in complete different stages of our lives it still inspires me to know that you know i can still have somebody to talk to because now me and alex are pretty much you know on the same level almost we're both adults now Mm -hmm. and so we have good conversations now and so that was destined to happen because we everybody got to get older then oliver's gonna come along so it's a process right but it's fun i've had a lot of fun despite the disagreements we all can sit down and get on our parents nerves and laugh and be children probably get on (laughs) on one accord yeah Yeah, i talked talked to y'all mama quite a bit she ain't never told me y'all on her nerves Oh, um, she won't she tell you that. Because <laughs> she be on image control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, now she shared some hate, some heat with me now, but she ain't yeah. never said yeah. Listen, I know it's all in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably get on her nerves. I mean, my kid. Well, anyway, to we ain't gonna, there. we mm-hmm. ain't gonna talk about them, but they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how, how? How much do your parents talk to you guys about your careers, like singing, and then with you guiding and, and all? Like, how often do they oh, talk about that? Because yeah, we are constant. so committed mm-hmm. to it, it's like 
that's our everyday conversation. If we're not laughing and chilling, you know, other conversations do consist of things talking about what we want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now we understand the time that this is the time mm-hmm. at the ages that we are. This is the time that we need to work on those things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my mom is has been an entrepreneur. She she is an entrepreneur. She does things and knows and has the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so I run to her. Mm-hmm. I run to my dad. Um, and I, I try to figure out what is it that I need to do. And sometimes, you know, when they don't know, I research. Mm-hmm. And I got that knowledge from them to research things and stuff like that. So they've played a big part in, you know, my understanding of money mm-hmm. and my understanding of being an entrepreneur. They they help that. Mm-hmm. And so because they put that drive in me, you know, to be like, when the, once they tell me, you know, we ain't helping you no more, I don't want that to, you know, dictate my life at that point. Right. I wanted to be like, okay, so we can't help you. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm you good. know, like, I'm yeah. good. Take like, as a matter of fact, off. how about yeah. y'all stop? Because yeah. <laughs> I got it from here. Better yeah. take so, the training wheels right. off. I'm ready to ride right. my bike by myself. Yes. <laughs> so it's like kind of just wanting to be independent because your parents have pushed you mm-hmm. in nothing but independence and all through the, the source of love. You know, it's just we, our, our parents have definitely guided us in that. And, you know, I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I tell parents all the time, um, if you're not preparing your children to be uh, independent once you're gone, you're cheating them. Right. You know, my mom died when I was 27. Mm-hmm. If you'd asked me when I was 26, what you gonna do when your mom died? I would have said, what the hell are we talking about that for? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's gonna, that's way down the line. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But but at 27, God, He showed me something different, and uh, and I, I meet. Young people today, 24, 25, 26, and they're leaning on their parents, and I right. say, my mom left when I was 27. Right. Next year, you'll be 27. You know, can you function on your own? And they it, they just look at me like a, uh, as my mom would say, a calf looking at a new gate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, huh, what yeah. you mean? Right. But uh, I'm just glad that my parents um, shaped me at an early age to right. be independent, you know what I mean? Because, uh, I think in my mom's mind, she kind of knew that she wouldn't live to be old. And then uh, my father, 10 years later, he died. I became the man of the whole... (laughs) Whole shebang. Yeah, Yeah. I'm top of the food chain, you know, 36, 37 years old, man. And uh, it's... People ask me, was it a challenge? Hell, life is a challenge, but that wasn't a challenge because I never stopped to think about it. It's just, you just do what you gotta do. You know, you keep up. Keep waking up and keep moving forward. Because right. if I ever stopped to think about it, I probably would have went crazy. You know? Right, yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, it's not something you want to dwell on or right. think about because, uh, yeah, because, you know, realistically, it's not supposed to happen that way. Right. But it did. Right. You know? So. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever really prepared to lose their parents, but I no. do know that, um, and I'm that's probably from the emotional standpoint, but, you know, I do want to be prepared, you know, financially mm-hmm. and and enough because I know if, I, if we are right financially, we probably can handle a lot better emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at the fact that we don't have to depend on them mm-hmm. and we never had to. So when they're gone, we can take care of things. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, if your parents leave you and you don't have anything together, that's probably going that probably makes somebody lose their mind. So that's why I'm trying to get it together now. Me, my sister, all my siblings, we're trying to get on our stuff now. Right. Because we know that, that you know, 
life is short and it's, right. it's just something that we really got to take seriously because you only get one shot at this one time and and the thing that kills me is when people say man i worry about that later hey, you ain't promised later <laughs> no, right <laughs> who the hell told you later that don't stop, don't right. stop everything yeah. but but who told you later's gonna come right. somebody no. didn't wake up this morning right mm -mm. you know what i mean uh so so don't 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 ever think that like mm -hmm. you know it's because later is just not promised right. you know uh, that was somebody that wrote a book, uh, a, a popular person, I won't say his name, but I was disappointed in the book because it was littered with just vulgarity and so forth and so on. And, and I was I was let down, that's why I was disappointed. And I was having that, that, that conversation with a friend of mine. And she said, well, you know, and he, he was 39, I want to say 39, 40 when it published. And she goes, well, you know, maybe he's gonna write a more serious book later. And I said, what if Dr. King would have thought like that? Right. He died 39 years old, you know what I mean? What if Malcolm X would have thought like that? Right. What if Jesus had thought like that? Right. These are all people that died, later didn't come. Right. You, you know what no, I mean? I so, yeah, so you don't get a, you don't, you shouldn't, in my opinion, you shouldn't think like that. Right. Because if that book is the only one that he had ever published, that's how he'll be remembered. You right. know? Mm -hmm. So always, especially with you, with music, right. like uh, the music you make, should never be something you're embarrassed of. Right. You, you know what I mean. Right. And uh, that's that's something to take into consideration when you when you're creating something that lasts forever. Right. Like, am I gonna be just as proud of that 40 years from now I am today? Right. And, and and I think it'll everything will be alright. I got my hands dipped in a bunch of avenues because I I know that you know music is the well you know. God is good and he can do anything. Absolutely. And so uh, I, I do definitely keep up with my music, but I've learned to work with others and, and also make it make it a business as well. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm not speaking inspirationally to children about bullying, mm -hmm. um, you know, then I'm teaching somebody how to sing. Yeah. Or if I'm not teaching somebody how to sing, I am singing. Right. So I've learned to dip into different avenues just to stay up because I don't want to just be remembered for the singer that tried. Mm -hmm. I want to be remembered for the woman that she sang and she did this and made she a difference made, right i made yeah. a difference because ultimately that's what i feel like our duties is as as a, as a christian absolutely is to is to bring people closer to and, and make to the love, world better man and make yeah. the world better yeah. and that's why that's why i definitely do try mm -hmm. you know to to be some sort of a light in the world because yeah. that's one less thing we need is somebody else that's messing something up i tell my children <laughs> man be the one that give more than you take right. <laughs> you yeah. know don't just right. come in here taking more than you give right. now music i know there's a lot of artists and probably not you because you're younger but they get upset about streaming uh, the streaming versus the vinyls or the eight tracks or whatever because they feel like the money is less right. i disagree i think the money is more right. and here's why i say that is because with streaming it gives you the opportunity to reach the masses right. so there's more money, but there's it's gonna be more work. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, absolutely. And, and so artists, gone are the days where you just create a, a album and sit at home and wait for money to roll in. Right. Yeah. Now, because of the streaming, uh, you reach platforms beyond, right? right. And so it affords you the opportunity to go speak to more girls. Right. Why? Because they heard you streaming. Right. Uh, versus, because they, they don't have a CD player. Right. You know what I mean? Or they didn't buy the CD. Right. But because <laughs> of streaming services and online, presence it gives you the opportunity to reach people otherwise otherwise that you probably would have never reached right. so that's why i say it gives more like 
it may pay less per stream or whatever, but you in more ears and more households than ever before. Right. It's just you have to create that that avenue, Absolutely. you know, all those different things. I mean, look what Beyonce just did. Right. She took her Coachella performance, had it Made filmed, a movie, and right. had a move, whole movie about Same thing. She was able Same to thing. release an album without even saying nothing. You, you, right. get, you see what I'm saying? Was, yeah. So boss. you got to figure it out. You right. know what I mean? She right. did one performance right. and sold it three times. Right. <laughs> you know, like. It was viral. Yeah. That one performance. It went viral. She understood hey, the quality. There you go. That can happen, and she made she an album off of it, and then got sixty million from Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? So to me, it's more money. Mm -hmm. You just got to figure it out. People don't you gotta really work hard. Work for the hard. Yeah. yeah, you got to work hard. It's for the a struggle. That you yeah. Well, it, and it is. Don't get me wrong. The hard work is there, but it also you have to be innovative with your thinking. Right. Yeah, Quit absolutely. acting like today is the same as yesterday right. and no. tomorrow's gonna be different too right. you no. just got to continue to evolve you know right. and find different ways to sell your art or you know capitalize off of your art yeah right. a lot of people don't want to look at alternate avenues and they're the, the ones left thing, behind because usually even in music the first thing people say is well i ain't got time i ain't got no money to go record in the studio but your phone is a million dollars. You see this fancy hand. studio we in right now? It's very, <laughs> right. very fancy, Curtis. Very fancy. <laughs> you know, lights. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you just have to be innovative with your thinking. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and uh, stop. I, I tell people the best time to start a business is when you're broke. Right. You'll yeah, figure it out. Mm -hmm. You'll figure it out. Yeah. That's where the best imagination and thoughts come from. That's you right. Want yeah. it bad. That's right. <laughs> you think start thinking. Yeah. Usually when people start, when they get hungry, mm -hmm. they go to off places you gonna eat. to go yeah. get food. You're going to find how to eat. You That's go to right. some weird places to go get something to eat. You yeah. may be doing something. Because I can tell you, it's been times where I've been broke, broke. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, why am I'm like, oh, I just want something to eat. Then I think about all the stuff I got in my fridge and the ramen noodles I got. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go and tear that up. up. <laughs> hey, a friend of mine called me, uh, a young lady, and she said, hey, it's your birthday this week. I said, yeah. She said, uh, check your email. I'm going to send you something. She gave me a list of restaurants, some that you eat free on your birthday, some you got three days within a three-day span of your birthday, mm -hmm. and some was all week. So some basically, all so it's some out, and basically oh, for the whole month that. of your birthday, you can you eat can free. Eat. You can oh, eat. Yeah. See, when you ain't got no money, you thinking that kind of stuff. Uh, and like, I think somebody absolutely. caught on to what I was doing because I got an email specifically for my birthday uh -huh. that everything come in. And this past year, I'm not gonna name the restaurant, but right. I need y'all to fix it back. Right. Um, they decided to give me a cookie when usually they give you a whole meal, and I could go to all the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ain't got, got no barcodes, so I go to all of them Dipping and in. ask my mama. I got all. Yeah. I had food laid out all across the table. You would have thought I was a millionaire. That's what I'm saying. The most <laughs> most ideas come to you when you have nothing. Uh, right. And people was like, um, that's free food. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be the one winning while you're sitting <laughs> over there eating ramen yeah. noodles today. But the point of it is, you'll figure it out if you if you yeah. have... If you want it bad Let enough. that stomach growl enough. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. you figure it out. And that's is literally when you think about it, is how hungry are you? Are and you? most people... Um, I could say is they not really that hungry and I could say back to our parents being influenced So we didn't come from the richest family But people think that we got all this money just because we live on the corner house and all of that we stuff. got the dog And we got a dog <laughs> American family. Yeah, yeah, we like the perfect American family on paper 
But um, even even the school thought I was the perfect American family on paper because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really get any type of financial aid when I first started school. Yeah. But um, and my daddy struggle, say we 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 make too much to get some and don't make enough to be qualified to yeah, be something. Yeah, <laughs> you do nothing. Ain't do nothing. But I um yeah. I made it through. But the um. The thing about it is that awkward middle class it level sucks. that you're at, it, yeah. it really does suck. It, it's you, hard on a player. Yeah, because you don't make enough to get a Mercedes, but you make enough to get a nice Nissan. You're right. And, you know, you just be trying to, how can I get up from here? Some people be okay right there. Right, right, right. That's fine. They live in that, they live in that space of being denied. But I said, I want to be able to live a life that I don't have to think about it, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff if i want it i'm gonna go get it mm-hmm. and people tell me Alex, you got such nice stuff but y'all don't know how hard i had to hustle to get it yeah. right. um even now living on my own i've never i could say thank god my lights ain't never been cut off mm-hmm. i've even lost my job at one point and everything but i've never had to struggle this i bet that cell phone ain't never been off okay. oh it ain't been off that one ain't been off <laughs> not this phone you ain't gonna <laughs> Yeah, hey, the lights will be on for the phone. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I need my I need to call my mom to let her know that the lights. Yeah, I can go charge the phone. So yeah, I need my phone. I love Period. It. No, I love no, it. no. Uh-uh. And a lot of people, I always tell people my story. You know, um, I ended up my family was struggling. We only had one car. I made the decision to go get a car. I saved up and I was like, Mama, it was the worst deal you could possibly get into, but I got it. I got my little Chevy Malibu, her name was Cayenne, and we was riding (laughs) up and down, taking the kids to school. But I made my mama get up and go sign on the dotted line. I paid my car off early. Because you knew the deal was so bad. I paid it off through my phone. Uh huh. Because I started, everybody was like, Oh, yeah, Uber Eats and and a oh. favor and all of that stuff. I worked favor and DoorDash for probably like a year with no air conditioning in my car. Yeah. And I paid that car off on time, well early, probably like a few, probably like a month or two early. Yeah. And I took the tri- a trip to Miami and I took a trip somewhere else. I had a couple of trips. Oh, we went to Denver that year too. Oh yeah. <laughs> see, this, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is called figuring it out. Man. Yeah, yeah, figuring it out. Cause I always tell people, especially my clients that's talking about business, I can't do this, I can't do that. And um, I always tell them, your phone is a million dollars in it. Yeah, right there. And now when I tell them my story, it kind of give them a little bit of life. It was hard and people just don't really want to work hard. Mm-hmm. They really want to take from you because you worked hard, right? But it's very difficult to get to that level. But if you're, it's about your mindset. Absolutely. It's your mindset and being creative. And it's not a lot of us that are creative enough to do anything. But baby, I was in there and I said I would come here and deliver a lot. I would uh-huh. be at all of the major nicest apartments that you could possibly be in. Uh-huh. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna live here one day, right. and it's, and I've been getting closer and closer, and stuff just been happening. I'm like, uh oh, it's kind of scary because uh, success is scary because you think about the people, but when you just think about it on your own, that phone, oh, you all of a sudden you're like, oh, how can I make money today? How there can I go. do this? There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good place to take another break. Uh, we're gonna come back and talk a little bit about politics. Okay. Uh oh. Y'all too calm. Most people say, oh, no, I'm nervous. Oh, no, get me, get me revved no. up. Uh oh. All right, ready. we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back on Life's Not Complicated. <laughs> this Drug Vision Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one.
99 times. Count your blessings. Season 2, showing now on NetNY.TV, Theos by Verizon Channel 48, Optimum Channel 30, and Spectrum Channel 97. Season 1, streaming on Amazon Prime Video. What's going on, everybody? This is Carlos. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. And to show my appreciation, I would like to give you a free audio copy of Life Is Not Complicated. You are. That's right. The best-selling book. I'm going to give you a copy free for listening. If you would like one, please text COMPLICATED to 22828. That's text COMPLICATED to the number 22828 to receive your audio copy. Thank you. All right, we back with you, man. This, hey, this is a good one here. This is a good one. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about politics. Zoe. I know you you got excited. I did. I, did. I sure did. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, tell me what you think about this, uh, the political landscape right now. Um, It's a lot. I need, <laughs> I need more specifics because I can go everywhere. So. Well, you're 20, so okay. you, you've only been a voting for two years. Okay. Uh, so you didn't have the opportunity to vote for Barack. Yes. I No, I did not. You I did not have an opportunity. I was listening to you. I was say, girl, let me turn this off. You're going to get us. I ain't trying to go to jail. Yeah. How the hell did you vote? <laughs> no, I did not have an opportunity to vote for, for We ain't talking about that mock vote in your uh, at school. <laughs> yeah. The government class. We ain't talking about that. I'm talking no, about in the booth. Yeah, no, I didn't get that opportunity. Okay. But, but this last election, you did. You, you I did. Okay, mm-hmm. and who did you cast your vote? Well, if you don't mind, I, you know. No, I, you, I don't. Uh, right. Absolutely, I voted for Hillary. Okay. Um, okay. Because she was a lot better than Trump. Um, but how 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 did you know that if if neither one had been president yet? Um, first of all, who are these people? Uh-huh. That's what you got to look at first. Right. It's not you know how were they as president, but how were they as leaders before they even got to this point? Okay. And so Trump has always been misogynistic. He's always had xenophobia and has shown it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on tape saying very horrible things. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't want somebody leading my country that has those kind of views mm-hmm. and is okay with it. Right. And and takes his his the color of his skin as and it takes advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You know to to you know the downfall of other races. And so um, I just wasn't feeling him. I didn't like him. I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like I was being punked. I'm like, where the camera's at? Because <laughs> this can't be real. <laughs> um, but it was absolutely real. And I took it as a, as a very real and, and serious opportunity for me to take advantage of my right to vote. Uh-huh. And, and I voted for Hillary. Um, and... Yeah, she didn't win, and this is where okay. we are now. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna share something with you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk to Alice first, okay. get her side, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk. Uh, go ahead, Alice. So for me, it was almost like a, to vote or to not not to vote, because it was an awkward situation. Okay, I'm gonna go back to Zoe. Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was like a lot of opinions, and I guess. And I can say for people my age at 28, I ain't got to that question yet. <laughs> so let me go back to that. <laughs> it was kind of, um, it's never been so, so much um, confusion at one time. Mm-hmm. And so for most people, you know, they just go in and voted for Hillary. But coming from where I come from, my parents, they always say research. But it was hard to do research because it almost makes you not want to go in at all. 
But wait a minute. Yeah, it just How you so? know. Well, just the simple fact of it was so much behind on both sides. A lot of backlash on one side about something, and then another backlash about something. What else. was the backlash now, on Hillary? Now, don't get me wrong. What's the backlash on Hillary? Well, the real know, stuff. The not, real stuff. Not, not the neighborhood stuff. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. About no. The, the real stuff for me was Hillary. Even though she wasn't a president, her husband was the president with the crime law. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I couldn't. I can't vote for Donald Trump um, <laughs> because uh, because I don't like his viewpoints in general on people. Mm -hmm. Now, Hillary was a little bit more lenient, but it was like I don't know if I could follow her home at the end of the day. Because it was just not necessarily she was saying things or hinting at anything, but her PR people allowed her to be a little um, fake. Well, let me let me stop you right there. <laughs> now, y'all know I was an organizer. I worked both Obama campaigns. Mm -hmm. So I've been a part of politics since I was like, uh, my grandfather ran for judge 80, since I was 11. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I pay a lot of attention to uh, political figures, um, their agendas and, and more importantly their policies like that's number one i don't care about the personal you said i don't know mm -hmm. if i could follow her home. i don't want to follow her home <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what i mean now uh, what upset me the most about hillary is hillary has a very great track record with helping uh women and people of color she mm -hmm. really does like and to me she didn't expound on that enough the breakfast club interview really pissed me off Specifically, Charlemagne, mm -hmm. because that's like a it's like a fifty eight minute interview. Mm -hmm. and if you go listen to it, it's she talks about who she interned for in college, and all the great things she did. And there was like two or three minutes about some damn hot sauce. Yeah, they will take. And it that's back. all people talked about because she said she had hot sauce in her bag, and she just played off of Beyonce saying it. Mm -hmm. And so that's oh she's trying to act like that. And I'm like, did y'all listen to the other 57 damn minutes? Like, right. the listen to the with, real. Um, can't think of her name because I'll listen to that interview about the marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's that's our 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 community does that too much. Like we don't we take... pay attention to the to the meat of the whole interview, mm -hmm. right? As far as the crime laws, and 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 I confront people about this all the time. Mm -hmm. Presidents don't write bills, they sign them. Right. Two of the authors of those bills were Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. Now, y'all love Joe Biden and Bernie, so why you mad at Hillary? Her husband just signed the bill. Mm -hmm. He didn't write it. Mm -hmm. So the same black people that say, I ain't vote for Hillary, you know, because it's crying. Because it's and I, Well, first of all, she didn't do it. No, nah, she didn't do it. But second, <laughs> two of the cats that were in the Senate at the time Y'all run running up back in them. They do make they do make Bernie Sanders and uh, Joe Biden like he, the new black president, like it. they did. But um, Clinton, they made him. He came out with a saxophone, and all of a sudden his skin tone changed. <laughs> because they're making their decision based on personal feelings. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I don't do and you, know, you can't do uh, that in politics. Yeah, and that's kind of like now it's kind of our sign of the times now because we do have social media, and even from that interview with Hillary. We didn't see the whole thing. Didn't even think about only, all this. And I don't even think at that time, I don't even think we had as much time as we did on Instagram because people stay on Instagram all the time. Mm -hmm. But you, it's, it's almost like they cut the sincerity of a person through social media. And put and the people, trash out there. Yeah, and put the trash out there. I first. was hoping that snip 
would make people go listen to the damn interview, but it yeah, did. No, 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 no. It's not you gonna know? do it like that. Everybody no. just left left the now, interview with her. Now phone. I'm a personal guy that I vote Democrat because I'm union. I've been union my whole life. I'm fifth generation railroad. Mm -hmm. So I was union before I was born. Pro-labor. I vote for candidates that are pro-labor. There is a sprinkle of them that are Republicans, but predominantly it's Democrats, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if I was in entertainment, I probably would have voted for Donald Trump. Okay. Reason it, because he in entertainment. Yeah. I'm going to vote for the candidate that has the best policy for the industry in which I work. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what church you go to. I don't care. I'm a man, so I don't care about abortion. If I live a hundred years, I'll never have an abortion. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have the option. <laughs> those, exactly. Those, those are issues that you guys, women rights definitely should be a discussion with women. Like you guys have to come together on that. The politicians that don't support that, don't support them. The ones that do support them. Some may be Democrats, some may be Republicans, some may be independent. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, Support the ones that, that support women's rights. You know, that's big. I, I make my decisions based off of what's going to help the community. And, but we and, don't. But we don't know that. See, that's I mean, that's social media that. telling you that. Okay, but we we don't we don't know that, and that's absolutely true. It's a lot of things we. I'm gonna tell you the truth. None of them are gonna specifically help the community. That ain't. Right. That's not their job. Okay, it's so really... but there are some things that affect, I guess, certain parts of the community. Like what? Uh, like with the abortion and uh, even though that's not necessarily effective in Texas uh, thinking about the fact that it can be uh, bothers me as a woman um, but when you say community that affects women not the black community it affects men's daughters and I think that if it affects your daughters men should care but that's just not black men that's all men that's all men you get what so, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying stick with just the community okay the things that affect the community the black community or uh, whatever community you use the music community the like which community I'm, I'm assuming you're meaning black mm -mm. I'm talking about I'm talking about every everybody um social I, social policies or I would say, okay, so let me, I'm going to interject. I feel like just having this discussion make you think about politics a little bit differently, especially with us being entrepreneurs. Um, things ain't the same for us as it is for the working, working people. It's a lot different. So when we think about politics, we going into, we really got to go into thinking about policy even more to make sure that we protect it at the end of the day when it comes to, and that's our community, that's right. is the entrepreneurial community. Uh, then you think about the black community, but it's hard to think about that community when that bill may change everything about your entrepreneur, change everything in your household right. based off of everything else going around. So it, it also make me think about, cause I'm not 100% political, but I've been, I was like, well, maybe I need to get more into politics because my money is at stake now because I'm making the independent money and not the build a dream for somebody else's money. Right. So I do have to think about things of that nature and just looking at it from a standpoint, of course, not taking it personal anymore and taking more, uh, look at my finances, how I can live, how I could uh, walk around every day, things of that nature opposed to I feel like they do X, Y, and Z, so I don't like them. Right. So in us being A, black, being younger, 
we don't we didn't we don't have a chance to really look at politics in the way that somebody else might look at it, especially if you know how to be in the political arena. I can tell you now, I don't even watch TV. I jailbroke my fire stick, y'all don't send me to jail. But <laughs> and I watch I don't even look at it most of the time because it just be a lot at one time and it's real scary sometimes. So I just avoid it. But well, it's 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 a lot because it's life. It's every day. Yeah, whether it's every whether day. we look at it or not. Like for instance, would you say, hey, I jailbroke my fire stick uh, and I, I just watch streaming services, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you heard about the net neutrality bill. Mm -hmm. You know how that could affect you? A whole lot. A whole lot. <laughs> if, if all these cell, service, cell providers that control the internet, mm -hmm. if they make the, you know, so expensive that you can't afford it, how you gonna watch TV? See, the, the, this is an election young people should have thought about more than anything because mm -hmm. That net neutrality can change the scope of everything. It can change whether you can have a cell phone or not. And the young people hadn't even thought about it like that. Mm -mm. You know, but going back to politics in, in, in the entertainment, you know, when, when uh, Bill King was running for mayor here in Houston, he was talking about the money that's in Houston that's set aside, that's supposed to be poured into the entertainment realm of Houston has not been done. And he's like, if I'm elected mayor, I'm going to make sure that's done. That's beneficial to you. Because w the biggest problem with Houston specifically, uh, when it comes to entertainment, is the big money is not pouring into it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't even know. How many professional studios are there in Houston? Not as many as L.A., New York, You get what New I'm York saying? City. It's just not. And we've got the population bigger than New yeah. York when you really add it up absolutely <laughs> but but the money is being spent on oil and gas it's being spent on you know auto industry um, rail uh, shipping you know things like that but if, if, if they start to spend some of those billions in the entertainment uh, specifically filmmaking in those tax breaks now we got filmmakers coming here and so forth and so on so I'm studying the candidate that's talking about that you know what I mean so because that's what's gonna help you and and when I say, candidates don't give a damn about the community, that's your job. So when they put you on the platform to be able to do what you do, now you can create the documentary like Beyonce to bring about awareness to the HBCUs. That's not a politician, that's not their job. They're not gonna do that. They don't bring awareness to their school, but when Beyonce has the opportunity and she say, you know what, I was raised in Houston, Texas, TSU don't get the recognition it deserves. But rather than make it just by tears, let me put all of HBCUs on the map. You get what I'm saying? That's our job to care about the community. The politicians, I want y'all to continue to make laws and policies that keep us working. That's what I want you to do. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, I never meant to do personally. There's things about character things I don't like, you know, but personally, I don't know, dude. But, all I say to other people is the same standards you tried to hold Hillary to or Barack to or in the list goes on, hold him to it too. You know what I mean? Hold him to that. Oh, he had three wives. Oh, that's okay. No, but this dude, you said that wasn't right. right. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to grade and you're going to judge, ju grade and judge everybody equal. Mm -hmm. That's all I say about that. But uh, personally, I, I don't know any of them. Like, you know, I, ha I do know some politicians personally, but... Uh, I knew them probably before they were a politician, or I know them separate and apart from being a politician. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I don't go in and vote for someone just because personal. Because 
what what they cheering for and, and trying to put out, I may not be a part of that. You know what I mean? So that when I say do your research, that's what it's about. But if you waiting on any of them to say they're gonna do something for the community, first of all, they Cory Book or any, they they full of shit. Yes, pardon my French, but no, but but no, they, they they just they playing on your heartstrings, like, and that's you know. That's, I I do agree with you one hundred percent because when I when I think about politics, I wasn't thinking about it from the point of you know find somebody that's gonna help me stay up so that I can get the community to come up. Right. I was thinking about it from a personal standpoint because it's like you know when I don't support somebody's views, I'm not gonna vote for them. They don't have my vote, mm -hmm. and so and it's not that that mindset is wrong, but then you do gotta think about it how. You know, you vote for somebody that that marched with Martin Luther King, you know, Bernie Sanders, but is his views going to help you? Yeah. You know, so. Well, I know they were the same that in the 60s. I don't mm -hmm. know. That's 40 right. some years ago. I don't right. know who he so is. It's like, you know, Bernie Sanders people, is a millionaire just like any of them. You know, when I, I say, man, how the hell you think Trump think mm -hmm. like you? Like, have you ever made your own bed? Yeah, maybe. Have you ever <laughs> driven your own car? Yeah, I drove my own car. You ever flown first class? He ain't never made his own. He was born rich, wealthy. He had a chauffeur. You ever watch Different Strokes? Did you see Arnold and Willis drive? No, they jumping out of limo. Mr. Drummond had a driver. Like that was Trump, you know what I mean? You say you, you haven't flown first class. He ain't never flown commercial, period. This dude has a private jet. So of course his mind ain't the same as yours. It, it won't be, like how could it be? You, you get what I'm saying? So when, when we when we expect those people say, man, he has no empathy. His level of empathy and yours ain't the same. He ain't bothered you. <laughs> right. Like, he got PR people to make you think he has empathy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this dude has been a billionaire his whole life or in that circle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. His father, grandfather, whatever. Like, he ain't never made his own bed. So don't 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 ever think they think like you. Well, how would they? Right. Now I get a dude credit. He tricked all these southern rural idiots to think he, he care about them. Like that was amazing. I don't know. Yeah, His PR is a beast. Kelly Kanye, she's amazing. Yeah. Like she should be the highest paid PR person in the world. Like so. second to the uh, the the Kardashian mama. Like mm -hmm. she yeah. she made pe <laughs> she pop literally polished the turd. Like for real. Yeah. Polished the turd. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> y'all don't give her no. As a PR person, you guys said, man, I don't Gotta know how she her. did it. Yeah. Like, boy, <laughs> shoot. You try to go back in the books, like man. Man, I don't know how she did it. She ain't no real kid. But then anyway, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Life's Not Complicated yeah, Strong Pain Podcast. The biggest reward for me is how much it has inspired students. I think something that really opened my eyes was when he said, everybody knows the information in this book already. It just takes a little bit of reminding. And that really opened my eyes to what, to how I perceived the book from there on. So I really think it affected. It was an overall positive impact on my life. When I visit campuses and classrooms, and see the excitement on their face and of course overwhelm me with questions. That's my biggest reward. That's what I enjoy the most. To purchase Life Is Not Complicated You Are or the other 99 times or download the audio versions, please visit carloswallace.com. All right, we're back with you on the Life Is Not Complicated. You are a strong opinion podcast. We're in the fourth segment, fourth and final segment. 
That politics got a little heated, so mm-hmm. I, I, I like your passion. Mm-hmm. And, and Alex, we're we going to get you right. We yeah, I'll be trying to, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a Pisces, y'all. I'll be trying to be love everywhere. It ain't going to work. <laughs> I'm going to cry with everybody work. burning up somewhere. I'm like, oh, my God. It ain't going to work. <laughs> I appreciate it, but no. I'm, I'm definitely the sympathy queen. <laughs> Ooh, man. Oh, it ain't going to work. Some of the biggest devils. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about y'all peers, man. The millennials. Uh, not, in fairness, I have had people get on me to my 20 year old ain't no millennial. It ended at 23 or something uh, today. Uh, uh, millennials ended at 1997. I was born in 98. Yeah, so, so, so you're Gen Z. But we going to put you in there anyway. That's fine. I don't care. That's fine. I'm and, close enough too. And if somebody got something to say, hey, let me know. Okay. <laughs> I keep me something to say. <laughs> So, when, in talking to your, your peers, uh, how do they feel about A, the politics, and B, the future of America? Um, so with you, Zoe. My peers, I don't have, um, I, I want to be very much understood. Uh, I don't, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to be, I, I do not um, necessarily associate myself with people that are not on my uh, mental level. Um, You're I'm mentally a, bougie. No, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very complex. Can okay. I say that? Absolutely. I'm very complex, and I do think about politics. I think about, you know, my rights as a woman. I think about so much stuff that matters. Uh-huh. Um, and if you can't think like that, I can't be around you. I don't, I don't. So, um. I, my friends, I have very few people that I communicate with about stuff like this uh-huh. because it's a lot of ignorance. Mm-hmm. So, um, though we have different opinions, you know, they do, we, we, we have different opinions. That's, that's good. And so, um, I can, so, so I saw that to say that I can't really talk about, you know, people that don't know anything because mm-hmm. the people that I put myself around is people that know stuff about what I know about, mm-hmm. um, or, or try to get educated on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my peers, they, uh, I guess it's only like two of them. But they, um, they, yeah, they, they stay up to date, so to speak. Um, but the ones that don't, they don't know anything. Right. So therefore, I don't carry on a conversation with them about politics. Right. So where, where am I going to get? Okay. You know, other than an argument, because then they probably going to have this, again, this black mindset and, oh, you know, for our Black Panther. For the Negro. <laughs> yeah, for the Negro. You know, it's just. And the funny <laughs> thing, you know, I hear people talk about Black Panthers and don't have any idea what Black Panther. They tell yeah, and I'm like, dude, chill out with Okay. Yeah. Right. More right. of a movie, yeah. Right. So, nah, uh-uh. No, my peers are the people that I that I choose to speak with about that. We have our different opinions, but I can have a good conversation with everybody because we stay on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the others, I just don't, I don't talk to nobody else but them about that. So, um, yeah. So, so how they feel about the future of America? They went in good shape, they scared, they um, leery, or? We are not afraid. Okay. Simply because we focus so much on the growth of ourselves. Correct. We understand that we cannot change nothing else around us until we got ourselves alive. So. It's going to be hard for you to top that. 
No, seriously. We we are we're in college. Yeah. So we can't be all on top of everything else because being in college alone is hard. Yeah, focus on and what's we already know we got a lot of politics against being a college student anyway. Correct. So we just stay focused on the things that we can that we have control over mm-hmm. in this time. And so what we have control over is our education. Mm-hmm. And how we how we um, take advantage of that, and we have control over ourselves. And so ultimately, we focus on those things, and that's why I put myself around people that can fit in that box. Because right. if you're trying to focus on other things and set other people straight, you know you're not gonna end up in a good place because you're not focused on what's important at that time. Facts, so man. so I, yeah, we 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 gonna be all right. Facts, okay. We gonna be good. Your, your peers. Yeah. Well, as a true uh, millennial. <laughs> ah, she, shade. Is that what y'all call it? Shade. Kids um, today. It's actually, I feel like for, she probably have a kind of, a, of an advantage because she do see the light. A lot of millennials, they don't know, they don't know how to turn the switch on. <laughs> because um, especially, um, I'll talk about politics in a minute, but the future, as far as the future, um, we still on the, we gotta find a job, we gotta do this, if we don't do this, then we ain't gonna make it kind of mindset. Kind of still on the on the generation before us mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes it takes a lot, a lot to try to change the mindset. My friends that I have at this particular minute, <laughs> they get it. Thankfully, they get it. Um, and I don't have a lot of friends either. Most of my friends from high school, we all had to drift apart because even when I didn't understand, I knew I was different in some way. And But for Zoe's generation, that's not different. That's how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, because um, I can tell you that I have some really good friends that have a full-time job. And um, that friendship had to, let, had to be let go because I didn't think, I wasn't thinking like that. I wasn't thinking full-time job, full-time uh, benefits. I went online and looked up uh, medical benefits. Mm-hmm. You can buy them. A lot of people don't think you can buy them. <laughs> yeah. um, they have the same conversation I have with they my They think grandfather. you have to get a job to yeah, get insured. Yeah, I, I, um, I had the conversation with my grandfather. I said, you know what? Um, I'm not going to be at my job for very much longer because I need to start getting more serious about my uh about my um career and what i'm doing with my businesses and everything like that Mm -hmm. and maybe even start another one at some point but he said no you can't do that you what about your benefits (laughs) and the first thing i said to him i said papa i went online and um you can buy that (laughs) i don't know if y'all knew that but you can actually go online and buy it um even to go get your glasses you can go and buy that and so we still kind of in that mindset of um, Cause even graduating, most of my peers they trying to fix resumes and trying to know how to talk to a job. It was really hard for me to relate. So I'm, I go to therapy once a week, and this is we come to a close of Mental Health Awareness <laughs> a month. And uh, I can tell you, when you are different in your generation, mm-hmm. you gotta go to therapy because there's a lot of you can't don't do that but what if all of that mm-hmm. and a lot of my peers like i said as i graduated they were getting ready to go into jobs really not even jobs because jobs are different well i tell they were ready to go into internships i tell people all the time uh, young entrepreneurs you mm-hmm. know if you say 
hey man, Mr. Wallace, I want to talk about something. Yeah, what's up? Man, uh, every time I talk to my friend, yada, 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 and all she tell me is I can't do that. I said, that ain't your friend. <laughs> like, no, it's not your friend. <laughs> stop talking to that person. Yeah, I Or whole... stop talking to them about that. You know yeah, you gotta talk, and, it's, and that's even difficult because you, sometimes when you alone in that creative journey and yeah. that creative mindset, you just need somebody to talk to. And thankfully, it's some days it's hard because every single body, every single person in my family, they are we are entrepreneurs in some type of way. And then you be like, I just want to deeply talk about this. And then they come in, oh, I and that's what I'm doing with my business. And mm-hmm. you be like, nah, I just you know, I just want to talk about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, you end up feeding off of that energy. Yep. And you be like, oh, I gotta keep going, I gotta keep going. That's right. But just basic my basic peers. Oh, it's it's very it's very even just going to work. I've had all kinds of panic attacks because it's like you stuck in a bubble because you don't fit. And I tell people all the time, I don't work for my job. My job works for me. Correct. And when you look at it that way, I'm building a business. Um, I stop applying to jobs after graduation Mm -hmm. because I realize if I go to another job, my responsibilities could be way way up at the top. And the money could be great, but that legacy, that continuous residual income, all that stuff that I ain't got to get to go to a network marketing thing, I'm going to have it. Mm-hmm. And I had it, and it's with my name on it. Mm. It's not with some body mm-hmm. that decided to get five people, and you got to go out and go get five more people. Right. No, nah, everybody ain't doing what I'm doing. So all you. That's the biggest sacrifice for my future that I already have to make is learning how to deal with that on my own. And I do have the advantage of having my family. And I do also try to build a community online, even with my clients, telling people, do it, go ahead and do it. Even if they don't believe it, they try one thing I tell them to do. All of a sudden it's like, I did this and then now it's time to do something else because you know that's not the end, right? Right, yeah. (laughs) But the future for us is a little bit, it's mixed, Mm -hmm. it's mixed. We see a whole lot of money but all them people did was literally get on their phone and do something. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was reading about, and I can't think of his name. Um, he just sent a tweet out to a big-time rapper and asked him, can I do your social media? He's a millionaire mm-hmm. because he started managing somebody's social media. Yeah. And I've seen it, wrote it down, prayed about it, put it on every single one of my vision boards. This is how much I want to make a month. When I get to that level, I'm out of this job. When I get to that next level, Somebody else gonna be working for me. I'm creating jobs, mm-hmm. and that's what and I do. Like our mayor, I did vote for him because of his entrepreneurial um, mindset that he have for the community, and we building. I took a digital um, digital entrepreneurship class, mm-hmm. and we that was our one of our biggest discussions, and we had some people that's building these entrepreneurial communities for people that think just like you, and mm-hmm. so. A good support system, even though I got kind of off topic, but that's why that's where we need to go as a generation. Yeah, is because I ain't gonna talk about our man right now. No, <laughs> now everything ain't ain't clean, but I can say that aspect <laughs> I did think about when voting for him because I knew ultimately I'm not gonna be a working woman. Right, I'm right. gonna be an entrepreneurship woman. Right, and that's how it's, that's how it's been now. Politics, I think most people are like us, like me, just kind of avoid it. And we go in and vote because our parents told us to. Yeah. But um, I do notice that some of my peers are 
thinking deeper into it in a very uh, personal way, but not as looking at the personal aspect, but looking at it from what we have going on in our lives mm -hmm. and seeking information based off of what we have and not based off of the community. Because right. usually when you go based off the community, it don't always <laughs> don't always go in quite well. Yeah. But we do we are thinking about it in that mindset because a lot of us are coming into the uh, oh, and it's weird because most of my peers are actually married with children, and I'm just I'm very lagging behind in that sector. But um, <laughs> for the rest of us, as far as like entrepreneurs and um, even working moms and things like that, we got to look at certain stuff. And if, as far as politics. It makes more sense, but we kind of lazy. Our generation kind of lazy, so we got to learn to read again. Uh -oh. <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, that was that was one of the questions about a lot of people in my generation say your generation is lazy. Yeah. Uh, some of the millennials that I've interviewed say that's a lie. <laughs> then, no, it's, then, it's no, 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 it's because true. you, it's have, to, you yeah. have to really look at it. Just look at how we get our news. Uh -huh. I don't get my news from a newspaper. Um, and I, you know, my degree was in PR, so we talked about journalism, how to write in journalistic style. And but when I started, mm -hmm. that was the key. When I finished, digital was the key. Right. How to get it faster, how to get to your audience, how to target your audience online. Mm -hmm. But when I started school, it was definitely how you got to write this way, this way, got to do this. No. Now it's totally how to get to it quicker and faster and it does come off quite lazy um not the way that we do it but it's lazy in the sense of not paying attention gotcha yeah gotcha uh two more questions and we're gonna we're gonna wrap okay who is your greatest inspiration start with you alex oh, I was and it could be more than one well um and, oh and why Oh, and why? Because I won't tell you. No, I just want to tell you. No, my greatest inspiration has to be my parents first. Mm. Um, they, for I can say for myself, the way that I grew up, I already knew at an early age, um, my mama told me I could do whatever I wanted to do. Mm. Um, not in the sense of being bad. I was right. never a bad kid, but she always told me in whatever life. you wanted to do. And I could remember going back into my school books well, you know, your parents had them school books and then you write down what you want to be when you grow up and all that stuff. Every year I was something different. <laughs> I was something different. And so I even take that now and I and it's a good thing for me to hold on to because um, every day I could be somebody else. Mm -hmm. And every day I can have a different idea and I could grow that idea and literally come back to it two weeks ago and it's still growing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm on something else. Another now idea. that's growing. Right. But because they taught me early that I could be whatever I want to, mm -hmm. then, you know, that was that was probably, if, did nobody tell me that? I'd probably be balled up in somebody's uh, asylum somewhere because I'm like, it's just too much for me. Um, and then my other inspiration, I have to say the people that told me that I can't, um, usually mm. when I go back, <clears throat> I be hurt at the moment. Mm -hmm. But then when I go back and look how their life is moving, um, from a sympathetic way, I feel bad for you. But from a hustler, from that side point of view, Okay, you told me I can't just because you ain't got the skill to Absolutely. do what I'm doing. Yep. So definitely between my parents and just listening to people tell me I can't, because I had a whole person told me that I can't um, have this business because I didn't have a degree. Mm. But what they didn't know was I did this because 
I was working full time and I didn't have time to get an internship. So I decided my brother had his had his uh, business out there in California. How can I help? And it's exactly what I wanted to do. I got the skill, learned it, I liked it, didn't really like it. At some point, and I said, okay, well now I grow from that, and now I'm ready to hire people. Yep. So it. You can't tell me what I can't do. Facts. Yeah, because my mama told me I could do anything. <laughs> From day one. From day one. Zoe? Um, my biggest inspiration, um, simply due to the fact that we, I can only speak for myself, uh, but I, I had a very uh, different childhood. And so, therefore, coming up, I didn't really have any outside inspirations just due to the simple fact. I had musical inspiration, mm -hmm. you know, how, who I want to sound like and who I like to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as life values, I had no other people to look at but my parents mm -hmm. because that's who I was always around. And that's who was always teaching me stuff. Those are the only people that spanked me. <laughs> so I definitely... Uh, look up to my parents um seeing you know they have things that i value things that you know i might want to be different from when i grow up you know they, there are so many things that i could look at you know as far as looking at my parents that make me have a strong desire just to be better mm -hmm. and and be a good version of myself and a better version of myself every single day that i wake up mm -hmm. so um you know and also too you know the, the naysayers i definitely am inspired by them just simply because they think i can't do it mm -hmm. and so and i don't give them much time to speak either so it's not like i sit down and have a conversation and they have the opportunity to tell me <laughs> that i can't do it because people will be a fool to tell me i can't do something i right. just know you pick up on spirits and you pick up on the people that don't believe in you and that's so fun for me it's like a game it's like okay you thought <laughs> but watch me so it's a lot of things that i get done it's a lot of things that i you know strive to get at and inspire for and all this other stuff just simply because you know i'm the type of person that's going to prove a lot of wrong mm -hmm. wrong you gotcha. know what i'm saying so yeah all yeah right. i have to say also um i'm kind of mad at my parents but <laughs> because um, they both of them are back in school. They started. They started school today. Oh, okay. And so now with my mom having my wait, why are you mad? Listen, <laughs> because I had stopped, a long time ago. I said I'm not going back to school to get my master's. I'm not doing all of that. And then my mama got my got her master's, and then all of a sudden now I'm driven to go get my she master's. She raised the bar. She yeah. keep raising the bar. Yeah, and I said, look, she's like, I'm thinking about a PhD, and I said, look just, here, just chill, because <laughs> if you chill, then I ain't gotta go up that high. But she, it's always a challenge. Good. So that's another thing. Our parents definitely keep us challenged good. all the time. So that's good. When they started school. I told them they're gonna be college sweethearts. Mom said, yuck, but now they're college. <laughs> they college sweethearts. <laughs> Oh my goodness, girl, you crazy. <laughs> One last question. If you had the opportunity to go back in time at a critical point in our nation's history, whatever would you travel to and what would you change does and why? Does it have to be about the nation? Well, that was the question. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really pay much attention no, to the nation. No, go ahead, community activists. No, seriously. Um... If I could go back in a very critical point in time, it would have to be the uh, civil rights era. Okay. Era, uh, just so that I could be like one of the musical parts back then. Because I really hmm. felt 
very. You want to rewrite what's going on by Marvin Gaye? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, no, but I, I wanted to. I watched, uh, you know, Netflix has a lot of documentaries on them about Nina Simone and Sam Cooke and all these people that you would have never took taken a deep look into. And when you get that opportunity to learn about these people, you see just how active they were in the community during those times. And it was really a builder for someone like me because it's like, it makes you want to be active because they did all of that and risked their lives just for us to have these, you know, opportunities. Um, and it's like, I kind of wish I was there to witness it, you know, not so much as to necessarily be a part. If I was given the opportunity, I would take it. But um, just to witness it because that that's where my parents are strong because they were alive when all of that was going on. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I just, you know, wish I could have witnessed it. And Wait, for yo, yo, I, now I don't know your daddy's exact age. Your mom ain't that old. Shoot. She no. might have been a baby. She getting a little, <laughs> she getting a little crusty. I think, I think that, I think that um, she, she wasn't, you know, no, deep in the era. No, your mama was born in like was, the mid sixties, mid to no, early sixties. Okay, sixty two. So, okay, so but how much was she doing? <laughs> she wasn't okay. So I can say this. She was not that much. No, she was in a stroller. <laughs> she, she was in a stomach. Ooh, <laughs> that too. I mean, um, the, the heat of the civil rights was like mid-60s, 65, right. 60. She was four or five years old. What I can say about <laughs> my mother's life, uh -huh. and uh, during that time, she was still alive. And she still, I'm sure, because I can remember stuff from four and five that affected me mm -hmm. as far as my surroundings were concerned. Of course, of course. So even though my mama probably didn't, you know, get a gavel and you know what I'm saying, she was still there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what her mother witnessed bled into her okay. and it, it fell off into her 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 mindset because her mother was strong on her mm -hmm. and so being a part of that lineage being a part of you know that that time frame through my mom and mm -hmm. through my grandmother who I never got a chance to meet but being a part of that all of that makes me just want to go back Drive and feel you. it gotcha. you know because it's like I have such a passion for you know those people that were actually there the fact that my mama's skin was exposed to the air in that time in that time frame is is enough to you know make me want to just go back and i'm i'm really in love with history okay. and so yeah so i would go back and probably be one of the singers that you know did the civil rights songs and stuff or Oh no, I do something. She, she is an activist. Yeah, she's the community leader. Yeah, uh, now, same question for you. Uh, um, it would be two parts. Uh, and she's just gonna take two of them, actually. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> she wanted to change the question. You're gonna get I know, two parts. I didn't want to change the question. Well, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. My, well, personally, I know for a fact what she just touched on was. Uh, I wish I could go back to when my grandmothers, both of them were alive. I didn't get a chance to meet one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, really when my grandparents were alive, because I didn't, I didn't get to have that chance to have all of them there together as one. Okay. Um, and so just to kind of learn about uh, my heritage, my life, who I am as a person, because um, that's a sign of our nation's time is a lot of us, we have no clue you know who we are and then we get hopped up on sending our spit across the nation to go and get tested to find out who we are 
But um, and just believe whatever they tell you. Yeah, cause you know, a lot of us, we all came from the west coast of Africa, and then it's, <laughs> and then I'm a little so tired bit. Of that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you see a little Irish. So of course that means that your slave mammy got raped and all that stuff. But it might not mean that, cause I found out it didn't necessarily mean that for me. All black people didn't come from slavery. Man. And Indians, you know, we all came from Cherokee. But um, <laughs> everybody Cherokee. But you know, I wish I was able to at least get that time to spend to learn about my family. Mm -hmm. And then another part, because I'm really passionate now, I'm not a community activist like Zoe, but I'm really passionate on being sensitive about mental health. And uh, I would love to go back to the moments before people like Anthony Bourdain and, uh, and um, what's his name? Robin Williams, the moments before they decided to take their life to see if there was any any point in time that somebody could have said something. Um, Cause I noticed that it's even been time in people life, even my life, that it just, not necessarily I wanted to end it cause I'm too scared to touch myself like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm like petrified of myself even bleeding. So, um, but at that moment in time, if somebody could have just listened, cause I could tell you from, in my experience, uh, when somebody, when I don't get listened to, it just kind of take you to a dark spot. Mm -hmm. And how deep was that dark spot? If somebody could have noticed how deep that dark spot was. And some people say they did notice mm -hmm. how dark it had become. Um, because our, our nation is turning to really a mental health case. And a lot of people, if we had more knowledge, um, more people taking time out to actively listen to our peers and actively listen to the people around us and just saying hello to somebody. Mm -hmm. Sometimes maybe that could change their mindset in that moment. And um, if we can go back to those few moments, but not just those, because I even watched a thing on this weekend on Instagram, because I do like Instagram TV, because it is longer than a minute. Um, they talked about the suicide rate in Kenya. And some of the things that they said was, what was going on in their head the moment that that was getting ready to happen and they had a chance to talk to somebody who was getting ready to take their life, um, but somebody stopped them. And they the, the problems that they had mm -hmm. to others wouldn't be that big, but to them it was, it killed them. Mm -hmm. And so I wish to go back to a time where there was a place where um, right before that had happened where people could listen learn to listen yeah i wanna I'm, I'm gonna tell you share my critical point that i would go back to and mm -hmm. it'll kind of serve mostly more you than, yeah, <laughs> than so. more zoe <laughs> but but i want to touch on the mental health first mm -hmm. um i do think I, I take mental health very serious you know I've, I've had friends that committed suicide i've had friends in very 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 dark places mm -hmm. uh the problem i have with um the widespread so to speak discussion about mental health because I do want it to become that because that's that's the only way we're going to fix you got to talk mm -hmm. about it there are some people that think they are depressed they're just having a bad day yeah. you, a bad day don't mean you're depressed you know what I mean so there are a lot of quote-unquote misdiagnosis mm -hmm. uh, Robin Williams is arguably one of the most successful comedians ever and actors and you know had a whole lot of money Mm -hmm. But he was still dark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some people that say, "How could he be depressed? He rich. He yeah. he got all the Golden Globes, and I, that has nothing to do with depression." Mm -hmm. So those are the things that I wish we could 
start talking about because like you said the problems they had problems don't make you depressed a no. chemical imbalance you know right. there's there's things up here that you just cannot control mm -hmm. and there's too many people because they can't afford the gucci belt they want to commit suicide that ain't the same thing <laughs> that is, you know that is and our nation they, they have become too dictated by things materialism and things they think they want because they can't have it, it life sucks no just because you can't Get a Bentley, life sucks. You know, some people don't have a car. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> some so, people don't have legs to walk. There you go. Or so, drive the Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but the quote unquote success mm -hmm. has made them feel bad about themselves. I mean, mm -hmm. that ain't depression. That's you're having a bad day. Because if it can be fixed with all of a sudden you got some money, you were never depressed. You, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a constant battle mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with finance or, or, or fame or any of that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Now, the critical point that I will go back to is also <laughs> civil rights. Okay. Oh, you, you're going to enjoy it, too, when I share this. Okay, okay I'll go back with you. Uh, the bus boycott. The one thing that upset me the most about the bus boycott is I'm an organizer because I, I love those moments. Mm -hmm. And when you had the powers that be on their knees and they come to you and say, hey, hey, man, what do we need to do for y'all to get back on these buses? I wish they had said not a damn thing. We figured out our own busing system, and we're gonna just do. We're gonna stay over here. Mm -hmm. I always think, had that happened, would we as black people look at entrepreneurial uh, mindset? Would it be totally different? Oh, of course it would be different. But the reason they got back on the bus because they didn't think of themselves as entrepreneurs. Mm -mm. If you already figured out your own busing system, why are you talking to them? Put the money together by one bus. Generate more income by two buses. And, and now we have two bus systems. Yeah. Now we have competitive rates. We got, and so forth and so on. <laughs> Instead of, oh, now that we got y'all beat down, you want to hear us now. I don't care about you hearing us. I want to create my own. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the uh, biggest thing about being an entrepreneur is you don't wait on somebody there you go you, you don't wait problem and you're not waiting and i wish in the black community activists mm -hmm. we quit begging for acceptance right. we keep beating on the door saying please let us in create your own damn door like yeah. and that's my biggest problem with quote unquote the activism like but it's a lot of money into making people think the enemy is over there. Right. The enemy sometimes is right in the mirror. <laughs> there you go. I, I hold a lot of enemies inside of myself, and I'm okay with admitting that because I'm working on, you know, uh, winning the battle. Yeah, that's the only way it can be fixed if we admit the, it. That's the only way. And as an entrepreneur, I have a lot of personal battles that make me sometimes say, I don't want to do it no more. Mm -hmm. But it's like, do I want to be able to provide for my family? And, and do all these things that I actually value as a woman, do I want to do that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to struggle. I'm going to keep up with this this headache and this, this sometimes these backaches, you know, doing this stuff just because I, too, see myself being great in mm -hmm. the future, and I'm not going to give up on that. And I, I think it. I would have got a headache knowing that they could have did it themselves if I was out there. I would have been, I would have been ahead of very, that's when mental man. health probably would have been very high <laughs> rate hey. in my life. Cause uh, when somebody tell me that the first thing somebody think is, well, you got to do this to get this. No, I don't. I can go over here and go get it. Did you know that I could go buy it? Like, um, for example, real simple thing. Um, my friend, she went to Italy um, a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and 
she brought me back some of the most amazing wafers and i love my favorite thing is vanilla wafers and she brought me some not the not the one you put a banana pudding no the real deal the ones that you go to fiesta and they like a dollar right <laughs> they come in strawberry chocolate and vanilla right, right but i love those and she brought me some you open up the pack the vanilla was just oozing out but the point i'm bringing at the first thing i thought was oh my gosh now i gotta go to italy to go to get this now i went online yeah, you can order. i researched Found that I could order. Then found some most of found Oprah's favorite chips that I could go get myself. And y'all still buying Cheetos. I know. I'm definitely. <laughs> you got to be in To your point. <laughs> you know, I fly a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And they, on every damn flight, they give you them two gingerbread cookies. <laughs> and I love them damn cookies. To the point that the person next to me, now nah, I don't want, hey man, get yours. So I, <laughs> and I used to always think you had to fly to get the like I thought they was exclusive to the airline. No, no. no you can buy the whole pack at the grocery store. Like I if had they no, got Coke on there, you can get whatever they got. Man, on there. I had no idea. Yeah. But 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 that's to your point. You yeah, know, so the do civil your research. rights area would have literally drove me Change, insane. Because yeah. you know most times all it takes is reading a book. All it takes is Googling. Well the thing the problem I have is we spend too much time begging for acceptance even yeah. back then like quit and just the five create your own you could have sat there and said well they ain't gonna let us get on that bus and okay we ain't doing this. cool you could have literally create your own transportation a yes yeah and, uh. bought a bus. and it's not only just about understanding the innovative route but also banding together that's another that's thing the number one. a lot of people wouldn't have listened to that but somebody in that crowd should have saved up their checks the way, especially one living with their mama, they should have saved up some checks yep. and bought a bus. And I'm well, sure no, they, they had already created their own transportation system. Some people, they pooled cars, mm -hmm. some, I mean, they created an Uber system before Uber, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It didn't necessarily have to be the bus. It could be, listen, Anything. Sister Johnson got a car and, and she don't work. She, you know, she's a maid, mm -hmm. but she gonna quit working for Mr. White. And we gonna give her a dime a day to move you guys around. So in a week, she makes 70 cents. Mr. White was only paying her 40 cents a week. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? Like, it, it just ain't about the bus. But, the but, first thing they think about, but my family. No, man. No, they gonna be fine. They gonna, they gonna we gonna all struggle and, together. And, and when they fire. was trying to tell people to boycott the NFL, I said, man, it's not gonna happen. The bus boy, I said, let me tell you something. If there would have been a man, a black man drive one of them buses, and he got two daughters in college the first time, anybody family, and you tell him, hey man, you gotta get off that bus. Mm -hmm. So your daughter, they gotta quit school. He'd have told you go to hell because his daughters, his babies ain't coming home. I, mm -hmm. I'm making sure they graduate. Well, it's the same for that kid on that NFL team and that single mama done worked her whole life to raise him up, mm -hmm. done putting all that money in the football camps and this, that, and he now got an opportunity to play on Sunday and she can get off her feet and you gonna tell her to turn the TV off? No, no, no. It's no. not happening. That's why they, um, <laughs> at U of H, our biggest thing is parking. We pay a whole lot in parking right and we were talking about the football system there and everything and the first thing this one lady said in my class i almost pushed her because she was she shouldn't have been on the side of me and i'm 510 <laughs> don't and she about this big no don't be on the side of me because she said um i'm not supporting the football because of parking and i said <laughs> and i said well when you do that you got to think about the boys that got the ticket to get out of poverty. Right. And you got to think about the boys that they work their behinds off to get where they at. I said, and I'm not going to support what you say. Because my brother, we, like I said, that awkward middle class phase, if he don't make it, 
he might not make it to where my parents are unless he work hard. We ain't got no choice but to work hard. And if he work hard, he can finally get over that hump mm -hmm. and break that generational curse of only being so much of the middle class. Right. But football could be his biggest blessing. It could be the biggest blessing. And I told him he don't have to stay in it forever. And you ain't got to talk to other people about your blessings. You no. Your Ooh, no, you don't. Because usually they're going to curse it. There you go. Now, before <laughs> we go, tell the people where they can find you. Um, so for me, you can find me on Instagram. I'm a Instagram expert, y'all. So my um, personal Instagram is I am Alex Jack, and that's A L E X J A C K. And for my business, you can find me on uh, it is at Alex and Co. H T X, and that's A L E X, the letter N C O H T X. And just as an announcement. In the city of Houston, we are having our my first um, social media for business um, that is going to help some business owners for free and free parking that they can go ahead and learn how to use social media to make money. Because I made money, so you can too. There it is. <laughs> Zoe, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. It's Zoe Jack Live, Z O E J A C K L I V E. Um, and that's it for right now. You can find me on music, uh, on all music streaming services, um, iTunes. Title is my favorite. Probably. Well, yeah, not title. Um, you, we, I'm going to talk to some people over there about that. Uh, you can find me on iTunes at uh, Zoe Jack Music or Zoe Jack. Um, again, Zoe is Z-O-E and then Jack is J-A-C-K. It's a wrap. Well, ladies, I appreciate you guys. And uh, until next time. Keep making the world a better place. Please visit www.carloswallace.com. That's Carlos Wallace. We would love to hear your opinion.